Folks, if you love Mega like we think you do, do us a small favor. Join the Patreon. It's the number one way to support a small podcast like ours. The year we had was, well, I wouldn't say we didn't get our asses kicked with strikes and podcasting budgets getting slashed. So why not just head over and give it a try? You can do a free trial on Patreon. If that's not in your plan, at the very least, share your favorite episode of Mega with a friend and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We'd love to keep going, and we can't do it without you. Thanks. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. The lights went black in the main stage auditorium at Twin Hills, at the top of our Christmas Eve services. Someone lit a match in the dark and sent it through an old-timey lantern, turning a knob, and the lantern starts swinging, and you see it's on a horse-drawn buggy being pulled across the stage. Music starts playing from the live orchestra in the pit. Snow is gently falling from the rafters of the auditorium. And a voice came over the loud system saying Judas Marley was dead to begin with. It's Twin Hills 2023 Christmas Eve program a Christian Carol. I mean, Hallie, <laughs> I have God bumps. The way you just said exactly what happened on stage puts me right back there where I was watching the dress rehearsal this very this very afternoon. It was amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, fam. I just want you to know out there that if you have not got your tickets yet for this year's Christmas Eve programs, get them now because we're only doing 29 services and we will only be able to have, you know, uh, upwards of 60,000 people who are able to see it live. You can stream it too, but this year is special. A We're, Christian carol. And we are going to spend this time doing life, life together. together. And I guess what we're going to have to say is uh, no spoilers, but we're going to tell you all of the things that are going to be in the program, aren't we, Hallie? Well, they've been taking Christ out of Christmas for a really long time, haven't, haven't they, they, Gray? They really have. And so what we decided with our creative programming team, this group of fantastic artists 
who who bring who use their gifts in in God's service, no higher calling, they came up with the idea to put the Christ back, back. into Christmas stories that weren't about Christ. I, I think and, it, it's just it's like we're taking back the the story it's like we're taking back stories that weren't ours to begin with while you know they're out there trying to put take christ out of stories that were ours we're trying to insert them into into secular stories that that weren't us and i think that's such a good idea right and there's no bigger christmas story than charles dickens a, a christian carol well it's a christian carol for us uh during these awesome christmas eve services it's all um the whole auditorium in fact the whole campus is decked out and decorated in the design of this dickensian era yes. um you know uh, long petticoats and bonnets and horses and carriages and lanterns and men with walking sticks and top hats and vests under long jackets and knee socks and it's pointy really shoes. neat it's they did the whole facade on the front of the church that you know looks like Big Ben, and then you yep. know there's all sorts of alleys and things like that. I saw, and, and we have reenactors outside yep. just living it in and, full wardrobe. Oh yeah, and they've got you know even the horse manure everywhere. I saw a man beating a prostitute with a cane. I mean, not really, but you know he was going after a prostitute, you know, with a cane. Uh, yeah. so, you know, saying you, you shouldn't be around here. There, there are children and things like that. <laughs> uh, and she was, you know, she was saying, "Well, you didn't pay me." I just thought it was so great how they uh, you you come to do you come to Twin Hills right now. You're gonna feel like you're tra time traveling. That's exactly it. It really sets a tone and a mood from the time you come onto campus. It's like you're in a movie, and you know the the Scrooge theme is so great because. Everyone thinks, oh, it has a good moral to the story. It ends up being about human kindness and, and gentleness of spirit and charity and generosity. But you know what? Guess what? That's not what Christmas is about. It's, it's right, Hallie. And all of those things, while good ideas, they're completely dead without the main idea. Baby Jesus in a manger. That is right. That's what Christmas is about. Works without faith is dead, as I always say, isn't it, Hallie? Yep. So people are going to get blessed if they come on campus this year. We even have uh, rented what I assume are are these snowblowers made for big mountains where people go and buy lift tickets to ski. But we've brought them onto the campus and we're blowing snow and creating fake snow because we haven't had any snow yet in Indianapolis I, I yet this Why year. Why is that? I just I don't know. get it. But we brought in snowblowers and we are dusting our entire campus with... It looks like a winter wonderland. It looks exactly like London at Christmas time just covered in snow yeah we even have like you know some of the chimney stacks on the uh, dickensian era um facade outside the 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 main auditorium you know some of the actors do take liberties though and i do want to call because i saw i saw one actor sort of doing an oliver thing and singing you know where is god which is i guess like a take on where is love and i kind of told him hey you know, stick with the program. We're not doing uh, Oliver. Maybe we do that next year. We add Jesus into Oliver. And then we had another guy, oh. one of the chimney sweeps, doing that whole Mary Poppins thing on the roof. But, you know, I think he actually slipped and fell off the um, annex building. And uh, so oh, I heard about of, that. That's yeah. a shame. Well, the actor 
actors get carried away, don't they? Because I feel like they I do don't like these actors. meth. I know they're very confusing types, and I don't know any why, why anyone would do it. I think they just need attention. It's kind of psychopathy. It's kind of a psychopathy, isn't it? Like a psycho thing. It must be, and because I don't... all they talk about is they're never working. Uh-huh. It, it's the only job I think where you go. You know, you've got accountants. You don't go, hey, have you done any accounting lately? You know, they're like, yeah, I do accounting all the time. Same with youth pastors. It's like, this is a 24-7 job. And then you ask an actor, you know, like, have you done any acting lately? And they're always like, oh, no, I really want to be and I'm hoping to be. And somebody might ask me to be and I'm taking a class to hope to teach me to be. But they're never actually I'm auditioning to be. Yeah, they never. it's, It's a strange profession. But they get carried away because I think they do these different methods where they get into character. And a lot of them, I think they're getting a little carried away with the accents. I mean, just like you said, some of them are taking liberties with the the way they're, um, you know, in in encountering the public. I had a little kid in the parking lot dressed up like some kind of Oliver Twist kid. And he came up to me brandishing a knife and said, I've got a knife and I'm not afraid to use it. And he was really pointing a knife at me in the parking lot because you know I park way out in G because I got I want to yeah, come you in. Get fr- your steps. I want my steps. Yeah, you know I well those uh, I would consider all those actors on the outside extras mm. or background actors, and you know hopefully AI will be replacing those those soon. I think the real magic happens when you're inside the auditorium because that's where the real <sighs> pros are. Because re- really anybody can be an, a background actor. All you got to do is just like you know kind of make up your own thing out there. Speaking of makeup, it's so fun to be backstage in the green room with all these actors, you know, in their bonnets and stuff, and we've got makeup and wardrobe back there, all these vanity set up with all these professional makeup artists. Oh, we have the makeup artist for Fireproof is yeah. doing this program. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's creating people. I saw one guy walking with a cane and some knickers and a, a, a tight vest where the makeup person had given him some kind of uh, prosthetic that made it look like his nose had rotted off. Oh. Yeah. They is that get a historical really thing? into it. Well, I think they had lots of things back then in the air, like scurvy. Was and it stuff. because the vest was too tight? Could have been. Just blew his nose off of the pressure coming right. out the top. You put, I mean, you probably, you know, back then, if you put. You know, too much strain on on the circulation, it might just things might start falling off. whole kind of chimney looking smoke coming out of some of these like smokestacks outside to make it look like London, you know, in the near a plague. I think there was a plague back then. And it reminds me, Hallie, we do also have black people in the program, which is a new thing for, you know, people were going, wait, were there any black people in London during uh, all of, you know, uh, all of this stuff that's going on with Charles Dickens? And we said, no, that that part were being very, very inclusive and progressive. That's right. And there is honestly no way to know There's if no there were know. back in that time in London. We don't know. They didn't have p- photos. So we just said, you know what? We're going to go out on a limb and err on the side of diversity. That's as right. The highest value. We're of one of the our most church. diverse uh, um, places you can possibly be. Yeah. We put it on the brochures. And um, anyway, it's just uh, it's it's fun because everyone knows what to expect from such a famous story. You know that there's going to be Scrooge. You know, there's going to be a time 
Tiny Tim. Uh, you know there's going to be a Bob Cratchit and a Jacob Marley. Well, we have Judas Marley. Judas Marley. And that's how it's it so starts good. off. He comes out it's looking so like a, a, a like a ghost. You know, he's all like rotted. And chains and, and... Yeah. And um, he comes and he gives that foreboding kind of speech at the top, and and then and we should really just you know focus in because I, you know the whole thing that the way we made it a Christian Carol is that Scrooge in this scenario doesn't believe in Jesus. He's just an atheist, doesn't think that God could be working in his life, and it starts off with a bang with Judas. Uh, Miley comes and says, hey, I also, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. The biggest one being, you know, I betrayed Jesus. And he's going, uh, what? I don't even believe in Jesus. And then he goes, well, you're going to be visited three times tonight. And, you know, Scrooge just says, you know, bah humbug, which is the classic Scrooge line. It's so funny. And then we, uh, uh, it's it, then, then we're all for the bang. We're, we? la- we're launched into the tale where you got the ghost of Christmas past, present, future. But what we had was three acts where we had the God of Christmas past, God of Christmas, know, Jehovah. Right. Then we had the Jesus of Christmas present, right? And then we had the Holy Ghost of uh, Christmas future. And that one was nice because ghost was already right there in the name. It's so good. And you know, just starting with that that scene from the God of Christmas past. You know, he comes out. He's in this big white beard he kind of looks like moses you know he looks like classic god you know kind of big tall white guy he was on stilts and he's got the big long beard and the in the tablets and the he's kind of uh, you know he's really commanding really scary they do this whole bit about his you know uh his his name yahweh he goes you know my name you can call me yahweh and scrooge goes uh gazuntai you know he doesn't even know what it means he's so atheist and um and you know so ghost you know the 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 god of christmas passed really says you know this is what this is what we were saying the whole time like all this prophecy was saying jesus is coming you can read anything in the old testament and it basically all points to one guy and then we get to the Jesus of Christmas present. And because that's the central part of the program, that's the middle act, you know, ever since uh, Hamilton, every live performance has to have a rap in the I middle of it. I love this part. So Jesus comes out looking like a classic Jesus, very handsome. He kind of looks like the lead singer of the Bee Gees, same hair and everything. Yeah. Big blue eyes, real tall, handsome, commanding, really, really good dressed guy. like a classic Jesus too, which was kind of a fun juxtaposition with everyone else being in old England plague clothes, you know? I know, I know. I thought it was interesting that they chose to keep Jesus kind of in the sandals and the, the frock uh, look. And then he did a rap where he summed up the entire um, uh, journey of his life and his life's purpose in a record-setting speed rap. Yeah, it was like twist. Or something. It was so cool. And I could, I don't think I could really decipher what he was saying, but I knew, you know, I, I know the gist of his life story. And it was so funny because I love how Scrooge, whenever he, you know, that whole thing, he goes, well, uh, that was awkward because he didn't, he, you know, he's going, I live 
in Dickens, England. I don't even know why this guy's here rapping to me. I don't, yeah. he doesn't even, you know. He's like, and, all I know is Shakespeare. That's what TV is to us. Exactly. Yeah, sitting around watching Shakespeare. And so that was really fun. And, you know, Jesus is going, well, uh, you know, you should believe in me because I'm going to just lay down some bars. And he does. And then you have to believe in him after that because you're just so impressed. So and, impressed. And that's what it feels like to be in awe of God and of Jesus and of the whole Trinity and rounding out the Trinity in the rousing third act, Holy Ghost of Christmas Future. It was, oh, wow. I mean, I don't really know the Christmas Carol story at all. And I I, I just, I, I wasn't sure what this was in reference to. I mean, I know, I know DuckTales and I know... I think that's about all that I know when it comes to screwed stuff. But um, what I really liked about this is there's this big party scene and, you know, there's all this sin going on and the ghost of Christmas future is showing him like, oh, look, this is a future without Christ if you don't believe in, in Christ or whatever. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of kind of like drugs and sex and things going on it's like and, sodom and gomorrah yeah and 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 he goes uh well why are you showing me this uh spirit and the holy ghost snaps uh their fingers and everybody just turns to salt it was i mean the crowd went crazy it was better illusion than you would see in harry potter on broadway it was amazing it was incredible we had a master illusionist who came in and created the effect and a gasp goes throughout the whole room all two thousand seats in the main auditorium i I heard that the uh, person that designed it actually used to work and design all the magic tricks for david copperfield that's right and uh and had to leave because I guess he said, you know, he is at, he actually should be called David Copperfield mm-hmm. because apparently he is just so handsy. Is that right? And he said it just was not a positive Christian environment. And so he left David Copperfield and, and started designing Christian illusions. And I think that is just so inspiring. It's a God thing. It's a great story. And um, I, I, he also was the one who, you know, in the in the Dickens story, they have a Christmas goose. Yes. But he's the one who created the stuffed unleavened bread. Isn't that amazing that they, they were just like, okay, what would be a Christmas goose to Jesus? A gyro. Right. And I guess, yeah. And so they basically had a gyro stuffed with lamb. And, and that was kind of funny because Scrooge is going, I brought it, I brought the Christmas gyro and everybody kind of looks like, what's that? Cause they're all in, in Dickens, England, but Scrooge is like, I've seen Jesus. So I know all this new stuff. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers. And most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. 
Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. you know a little bit of a um we should put a parental advisory almost on this program because the the when we see tiny tim in hell uh, it is it's pretty scary i think that a lot of people you know were pulling kids out of there crying right i think we should unpack that a little bit for people and you know no spoilers but you know you do see tiny tim at the beginning he's classic tiny tim with his crutch and uh you know always you know kind of complaining or whatever he he does and being in the real original. cute in the english accent right and are we, was he the one in the parking lot with a knife you think maybe it was a small kid like that did he have a crutch oh i don't know maybe that's why he was using a knife well the um the thing that was going on with him that i thought was interesting is you know you think tiny tim is going to be like you know god bless us everyone is the classic line even though i've never seen it and at the end the ghost of christmas future goes you know, it is a happy Christmas, isn't it, Scrooge? And Scrooge says yes, and, you know, he kisses that lady, and uh, he's got the gyro that he's sharing with everyone, and he goes, but Scrooge, you know what you didn't do is that tiny Tim, you, because you didn't believe in Jesus, and you never witnessed to him, and he never knew Christ or got baptized, you know, he's going to hell. Yeah. And... I think that really makes people think, Yeah, who are all the people I knew before I knew Jesus mm -hmm. and how do I get back in touch with them and win them to Christ? Yeah. I mean, maybe just send them a, a message about um, the salvation story on Facebook. Do whatever you have to do. Oh, that's a great way to, to, to do it. And quick aside, I just wanted to uh, mention that the actor who does kiss the lady in that scene, those two actors are, are married. married. They are married. Yeah. So. But I mean, it doesn't seem like because he just grabs a lady from the crowd and kisses her. Yeah, um, and that 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 was uh, you know that that got some chuckles because everyone he in knows they're married, right? And uh, you know she's on the she's on the praise and worship team, and so after she you know he grabs the lady from the crowd, kisses her, she shows she she holds up uh, her hand and kind of showed the ring yeah. uh, on the eye mag, and that yeah. was fun because we just you know didn't didn't want to give the appearance of of sin. And I'm glad it only happened one time and it was in one of the dress rehearsals, but that did have a, we did, ha, you know, ticket the event for a full audience, even for the dress oh, rehearsal. Yeah. But that one in the dress rehearsal, when he did grab the wrong lady, the one in the peppermint stripes and really laid one on her. Right. And his wife was right there just with a look of horror Wait, on her that, face. So you're saying that he just made a mistake and grabbed the wrong lady? Yeah. Oh, because they were in all the same kind of um, petticoats or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so he and, and he didn't even seem to notice his mistake. I, I mean, he, he kisses with his eyes closed clearly. You know, that happens. I was just re-watching one of my favorite movies, Under Siege, Hallie. Do you know mm, it? Starring Steven, Steven Seagal. Oh, it's amazing. And, um, you know, it's a great American movie about patriotism. There's one part that I always have to skip over because, you know, it's kind of a famous part where a lady comes out of a cake she, and she forgets her clothes. But the end of that, he, you know, he's saved the, the uh, Navy ship from the terrorists. 
uh, and they've, you know, they've won, they've gotten the nukes disarmed, and he just turns right around and he grabs that lady who he has just known and just kisses her so, it's so great. It's the last frame of the movie. And it really reminded me, this program did kind of remind me of Under Siege with Steven Seagal. Oh, see, that's going to make it appeal to maybe you have an unsaved friend, a seeker, a pre-Christian, if you will, who is into trucks and guns and, and, and camo and stuff like that. Well, guess what? There's part of this Christian Carol for him. Oh, right. You know, There's where he's going to feel everyone. like he's watching a, a Seagull movie. Yeah. Oh, Steven Seagull is just like, he's just, he's, he's my favorite actor. Maybe the best actor I can think of. Yeah. He... He's good looking. Oh, he's yeah. He's he's really like matinee idol. I think. Yeah, he and and that ponytail. It's always real slick. Like you get the feeling he takes care of himself. Oh, totally. And I bet he takes care of his wife. <laughs> so if you have any interest in seeing a Christmas program where we've finally taken a Christmas, you know, a Christmas program back from secular people. And made it into something that is Christian. A Christian carol is for you. We put the Christ back into that Christmas. Right. We put the we put the Christ into into Christmas into, into Christmas. a Christmas story that didn't involve Christ, but we put Christ into it because everybody's trying to take Christ out of the whole holiday. Exactly. I I think maybe next year we could actually do a Christmas under siege. Mm. That would be cool. Maybe we just do a movie. Maybe that just would... take a movie that isn't Christian, but we make Stephen Skull Jesus, we make Tommy Lee Jones Judas, uh, you know, maybe the whole aircraft carrier or whatever they're on, Destroyer, could could be the, maybe that could be uh, the, 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 the whole nativity. You know, oh, Jesus is cool. born on the destroyer or something. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, and there's quick, no quickly room to... in the in the cabins. Yes, there's no room. But I, I, the... I guess if Steven Seagal is going to be Jesus, you'd kind of want him to be older if he's going to be kicking so much butt, you know. So maybe you do a time jump forward or something, and you just like run across this age and say like 25 years later or something. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Or you know what? It's Jesus. So even if it's an infant. Guess what? It can still karate kick and stuff because it's Jesus and he was supernatural. There's something about that that's always a little worrying to me, though, Hallie, because have you ever seen that dancing baby? Yeah. I don't like that. It's, it's oh. something about it is really unnerving to me. Just oh, the way it really? moves like that. I just oh. don't think I don't like it when babies move like adults. Hmm. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen a kid dancing like an adult? You're right. It makes me feel quite uncomfortable. It's so, it's it's unnerving and disgusting, I think. I don't think, if I had a kid that danced like an adult, I would I would be punishing that kid for, for moving like that. And I'd also be asking, how is this kid learning this? And where is it going at night? Yeah, because I mean, you could really only see, you know, some of that stuff at like an adult at club. At a dance club or something. Yeah. I mean, I, or uh, or you know what? I hate to say it, but a strip club. I mean, how how are these kids getting into strip clubs and learning how to dance like that? Well, that's the thing about babies—they're so cute. They're like, I'm just here. I'm I'm here. You know, I I like um, I like breasts because I'm hungry. Well, maybe it's stripper babies. Yeah, that could be the theme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's another one you do. Uh, what's the one with the strippers that every I've never I never saw it, but um, the oh, one, with Demi Moore, yeah, striptease. Maybe you put maybe you t take that back for Christmas too. 
That would be a good I one. I don't know how you would do it. No, you I mean, would... it would definitely get a certain type of person, I think, in the door that that is expecting a certain kind of Christmas show. Well, maybe you could take like a, um, put the nativity, you know, on a, a floor to ceiling pole. But I, I don't think, can, can you do the pole or anything like that in a Christian way? I mean, there, I, there is some, we do have, some, you know, we do have a small group that does Christian pole dancing, but they've taken all the, anything sexual out of it. Well, maybe you could make it the North Pole. Oh, that's great. And then you know it's Christmas themed. Yes. And um, and then you can say, who's in the North Pole? Santa. Santa. Guess what those words, rea- letters rearrange into, say, Nittas- Satan. Oh, Satan. Say- Satan. N-T-S-N-T-N. Okay. Yeah, Satan. So, you know, then you could be like, so that's why we got to put the Christ back any words that begin with NT? I don't know why. I was just thinking NT something. Well, it's clear that there is a correlation between Santa and Satan, honestly, Gray, because Santa, all this Santa, Santa, Santa stuff is trying to take people's eyes off of Jesus in the manger, which is what Christmas is about. I know. Anyway, I do think, okay, so North Pole, yeah, Satan is running the North Pole, and, you know, maybe Jesus has to come in and save all the strippers and the baby, you know, the strippers' babies from Satan at the North Pole. And that is basically, I think, you know, would would be enough of striptease to 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 market it at least. And we have these amazing filmmakers on staff on our creative teams and they could shoot these Seagal style movies, you know, that are as good a quality as as anything that's ever been shot in Hollywood. Oh, I know. And now I'm really hoping with AI, Hallie, that, you know, we'll just we won't have actors anymore. We'll just be able to get rid of all them because I mean, I, we said it before, they're annoying, but once we get rid of the annoying actors, we can replace them with AI, we can make them do whatever we want. We could make Jesus age from an infant in the manger all the way to like a 33-year-old butt-kicking Steven Seagal-looking hero. Just like that. Just like that. So, you know what? I, it, it, Maybe it, we do a, Christ, a Christian and just like that. Oh, what's that? What? And just like that? And just, oh, I don't know. What is that? I don't know. I just made something up, I guess. No, you just said that it would be just like, um, and just like that. Maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.